Hello, hello, and hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back for another episode of Not Now When. And today, oh my God, I am beyond excited to introduce you my special guest, Jocelyn Raves. Hi, well, how are you? <laughs> I am so great, and I want to tell everyone a little bit about my dear friend Jocelyn.、Um, wow, she is a hustler. While still in school, two thousand six. She founded the Fireside Insight.、Uh, it started with just a blog, with a mission to support professionals to land their dream job. But then, guys, today evolved into a business consulting firm, offers management consulting for businesses, and she did not stop there. While you know working with so many、um, businesses, Jocelyn very quickly realized. The reason that people have, you know, could not achieve what they want in life is not because lack of resources or time or experiences. Actually, all in their mindset, their confidence, and that's exactly why she founded Coach It to bridge the gap. Well, all those things happening, guys. She is in the meantime attending law school to get her JD degree so she can support her clients to an even. Bigger and broader capacity, and what I love most about my Jocelyn is her warm presence and her beautiful heart that passionate to serving the world. And with that, I am so honored, Jocelyn. Thank you, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I love the name; it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I love it too. Um, wow, Jocelyn, you've done a lot. Tell us, do you even sleep, like at all? I do sleep, <laughs> but <laughs> probably not as much as I should.、Um, but yeah, there's 24 hours in a day. It just really all depends on how you use them.、Mm-hmm. But you accomplish so much in 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 your in your age. That's incredible. So tell us, how does it all get started? Do you always want to be entrepreneurs? Um, no. I started off wanting to、uh, very early on wanting to be a doctor, and so、um, all throughout high school and actually、uh, a couple years in college, I attended、um, this summer camp for、um, pre med students, and it was basically now it's called the distance learning center. Back then, it was the physician scientist training program. So I was in nerd camp basically for like four to eight years of my life, studying to be a doctor over the summer, and then. In college, went on to do pre med, so that was really my goal and my dream for for quite some time. And it wasn't until the summer after my junior year in college when I realized that there was a different way to help people. And this is still with the whole mindset of healthcare, right? I still did go on to get my master's from BU,、um, but I wanted to work one on one with people and prevent them. From getting sick in the first place, so I was pretty set on my MPH from there. But entrepreneurship was not my goal, not my vision at all. <laughs> That that's wow, that's incredible. And I'm just curious. You mentioned at that point you had this dream, this vision to become a doctor to serve your patient in that capacity, and is that just changed suddenly over? Like, how does that realization come about? When you were so young, and that was something you always wanted it, 
is it easy to change your mind? Um, I think changing your own mind is inevitable because it's just something that you're either, you want to do or you don't. And so you kind of find your own calling, but changing your mind versus changing the influence of others and sort of going against that grain, those are two different things. And so I definitely still went with it. I took physics, I took orgo, I went through the whole pre-med track, um, knowing that I didn't want to do it because Wait, why? Yeah. No, yeah. The external influences were definitely great, especially during that time. Um, And so I did have a huge investment from my parents to go to those camps and to do all of those things. And Mm. from the time I was 13, I was going to be a doctor. And so you don't just give that up overnight. Um, And so, yeah, that's, I kind of stuck with it for quite some time and even went to BU Mm -hmm. sort of falsely telling others, knowing myself full well that I was not going to go to medical school at this point Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I'm going to go and take a year and do my master's and I'm going to go to medical school after that just to like get people to quiet down. But I knew that like the MPH for me was really the extent of my career in medicine. That's so beautiful that. You said when you were 13, you were still this identity from your parents that you are the doctor and you worked so many years so hard towards that goal and towards that dream. And I love that in such a young age, you have this courage to acknowledge who you are and what you really wanted and able to confront that straight. I I love that. Was that difficult to, you know, come to a realization that that's not what you wanted? Oh, so when I was 13, that's when I first went to the camp. So I was gung-ho. I was on board. This was in college. <laughs> right. This is, this is years, like nine, 10 years later after you're going with it. And fully believing, too, like to this day, if I could just go in and do surgeries like that, super interesting. I would love to just cut people open and see their organs, which I know sounds very creepy. I'm not. <laughs> you do you, girl. <laughs> no, but that that's cool. But outside of that, I have really no interest. Um and it's difficult to have that conversation and to get people to understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when people back away from things like medicine or law or very kind of like predetermined tracks, um, most people see it as either you don't think you can do it or you don't want to spend the time or make that like monetary investment and just sort of helping people kind of come to the realization that no, it's not that I just actually don't want to do this. I think that's the hardest part. Um, but in actuality, mm-hmm. I mean, do the only opinion that matters is your own. That's so beautiful. Do you always have this confidence in yourself? That's so beautiful. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I think as you um, kind of listen to people and go against your own thoughts, your own logic, or like what you want to do. And then it gets proven that, oh, what I did want to do would have been okay. Then you kind of go with that and you get the confidence to eventually do it. And then as you're doing what you want to do, like for when I was going to get my master's in public health degree, everyone's like, what is that? I don't understand it. What do they even do? Why wouldn't you just go to medical school? I'm like, no, this is really interesting. Okay, well, do they even make money? It says public in the title. Like that sounds <laughs> like you can never be successful doing that. I know you have certain tastes. I'm like, it'll be fine. That'll figure itself out. I've done my research. Like, it'll be okay. And you just go through and you do it. And I think that accomplishing your goals despite um, sort of 
the naysayers, and I don't say naysayers in a negative way, like not everyone who's a naysayer is doing it to be to be negative. It's kind of a precaution in some senses. Um, but proving that wrong and actually being successful in your own right gives you a lot of confidence. And also during your research and actually being informed when you're making decisions mm-hmm. helps a lot as well. So I wasn't going into anything blind. I did my research. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. And then you just kind of go from there. Wow, that's beautiful. Not overnight. <laughs> wow, I, I love that. Um, all right, so this point, you are at BU, you are doing your um, public health degree, and what happened from there? While, you know, sounds like you have some question from the outside world, whether it's your parents or, or people you know, around you, and you know that's what you want, and then what happened? Um, well, things were great. I had a really awesome internship um, in pharmaceutical consulting that turned into a full-time job afterwards. And so at that point, people kind of stopped worrying about that. Um, and that wasn't other like influences weren't an issue. Um, and I did work in pharma for quite some time and then transitioned over to other sort of jobs in healthcare. But during that summer, the summer before I transitioned from an intern to a full-time analyst, I actually started industry fireside at the time, sort of the precursor to fireside insights, just out of really the want to talk to people, hear their stories and tell their stories. Because I look back and I realize things like nerd camp that, which I call it, um, (laughs) (laughs) but it was so much fun. Like it honestly was like the best time of life, but it's easier Mm -hmm. to just call it nerd camp because the name of it is way too long. Um, (laughs) like Saturday college at the University of Illinois at Chicago, um, their early outreach programs of literally going to school six days a week, things like that Mm -hmm. actually put me on a really great track. Mm -hmm. I was exposed to so many awesome people. And it wasn't just like a lot of times black and brown children, we see success stories, but those success stories don't look like us. The programs that I went to um, from PSTP, the Distance Learning Center, mm-hmm. the Early Outreach Program, those people looked like me. Like I was actually able to see people be successful. I was ingrained like every single day and every summer with here's not only what success looks like, but here's how you do it. We had all of these kind of resources. Fast forward to now I'm sitting here looking at, you know, the career services office and program through my school is really great, but um the thing that's missing that a lot of people don't have is really that mentorship and confidence that is sort of stewing within you from a very young age if you have the Mm -hmm. opportunity to be exposed to it. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. many people don't. Mm -hmm. And so that was why I wanted to tell these stories is to show others at a much larger scale, because now we do have social media to say, here's people that look like you. They're really successful. And this is how they did it. Mm-hmm. I love that, you know, you're able to kind of take your own experience and seeing how you were inspired in such a young age and seeing the gap and want to brought that same experience to even broader audience to serve um, people that way. I think that's so beautiful. So how do you, so you start, you had this idea and you had this internship on you busy and you, you know, full-time student. How do you, that you just have the idea, just roll with it? Is it easy or is it difficult um it wasn't hard no at all because I like to be busy um (laughs) why I'm curious obviously at this point we know you hustles but why what 
what always drives you? Well, we're not cats. We don't have nine lives. We have one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you just got to do it all. I mean, you, you rest when you're tired. I certainly don't. Um, I mean, now being in, in law school, I do have to push myself a little past, you know, I should be going to bed, but it's a, it's a balancing act. And what I did for, to start Fireside Insights, this is a passion project. And so it didn't mm. like work. You know, it is like you're seeing articles and obviously everything looks like work, but it doesn't feel like it when I'm doing oh, it. I it love that. Mm-hmm. So when you have that kind of mindset, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm hustling, I'm doing this or that. I'm just having a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's so beautiful that, and such a beautiful thing that when you can find this one thing for you, doesn't matter is it a job or a passion project or side hustle, whatever you call it, that you felt like it's not a work. It's like so mm-hmm. much fun. I think that's just most beautiful gift ever that we can receive. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so you guys start with with the passion project in the side while you're at school. So what happened from there? From there? Well... I just had one semester left. And so I didn't do too many articles during that semester, but I had a whole list of ideas brewing. And so we're getting it back together. And then as soon as I graduated, actually contacted a close friend of mine and I wanted him to help me really make um, the blog at the time what it was. Because we started off just as a blog, Mm -hmm. um, online sort of, this is how to, this is who does it kind Mm -hmm. of website. Um, so that's really where it started. And then as we began producing different articles, people would come into contact with us or email us, or there was different events that we'd be invited to, um, actually hosted an event with network after work a few years ago, um, and began to really put our faces forward to a different demographic. And so we're working not just with people in, um, their early twenties, but now Mm -hmm. we're reaching of all different age groups with different needs for their careers. And so the journey really sort of morphed organically into mm-hmm. this today. Um, I, when we started, I didn't have this whole goal of like, Fireside Insights could be a consulting firm. It was, this is a lot of fun and it'd be great to like actually help people and like give them advice because that's what people would, like if I post an article on Facebook, for example, people are messaging me with, okay, how do I do this? It'd be great to be able to work with people full time doing that because this is a lot of fun. And so. Why? Tell me why helping people is a lot of fun for you. Um, I love this kind of work. I have a strategy brain. Um, I like operations, but strategy is really where it's at for me. And so that's exactly what the type of consulting I did was when I was working in the pharmaceutical industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's what I even was attracted to um, initially about medicine. It's just like the strategy Mm -hmm. behind it, which is why I couldn't actually go into it because that's not what you're doing when you're working um, with patients all the time. So doing that paired with actually working with people and having a direct impact in their lives. It's not just strategy. Like you get to come up with plans and like see them into fruition. This is something that's really meaningful for Mm -hmm. individual because I work primarily with um, professionals and entrepreneurs. And then there are some companies as well, but really it's one-on-one for a lot of the work that I'm doing because they're startups. Mm -hmm. And the consulting that, takes place for these people is paramount. This is life-changing for a lot of people. 
And so really being able to play a small piece, a small part of their journey, that's, that's amazing. I'm really grateful for the opportunity and it's really mm-hmm. fun. Wow. So sounds like now this passion project has been pivoted into this, you know, like a bigger capacity. Now you can serve not just young professional, but, you know, uh, even entrepreneurs, um, businesses, so on and so forth. Was it hard to scale the business at that point? Is there any challenges that you uh, experienced? Mm-hmm. So for the longest, I wasn't worried about scaling the business. I was just helping people as they came along. So it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't a challenge because it wasn't a focus. It was just, I'll help people as I can. But I also had a full-time job, right? And I was in school because um, a couple of years after I moved um, or graduated from BU, I enrolled into law school. So that really wasn't my focus, um, wasn't scaling the business. It was just Let's help as many people as I have time for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. That's incredible. At what point you realize, wow, there's a gap. There's a challenge. Um, thinking about meeting by meeting so many great people, realize the gap here by achieving what they really want is not about the experiences, the time. It's actually because of the mindset. Yeah. So, and that work actually wasn't even, or that epiphany wasn't even with, one of my clients, obviously I saw it every day, but it, it really didn't hit home until I was talking with a coworker um, that I really admired. She is a rock star. She kicks butt at pretty much everything she does. And like, this girl could rule the world, honestly. <laughs> Fantastic. And we're sitting, we're talking and she's saying, I think I asked her like, well, why don't you go do that for yourself. Like you could go and start your own company. Like you could do that. I think we we're talking about like, oh, she had like a rich family member or something like, oh, I wish I could do X, Y, Z. It's like, girl, you, if you can't do it, nobody can. Like you can do that and some. Um, she's like, no, I just don't think that I could be in that position. I don't think that I could build something from the ground up. And when I heard that, I honestly was just stunned because mm-hmm. she's so confident and when I say she kicks butt, like, I don't say that about anyone lightly. Like, mm. she's phenomenal. If this girl can sit there, and I shouldn't say girl, she's a woman. But, like, if mm-hmm. she can say that about herself and honestly believe it, just think of all of the people who I'm working with who don't have as much experience but are still looking to accomplish their goals but are very intimidated by the nuances of the unknown And so really looking at, okay, this is way more than just resources and giving people strategy. This Mm -hmm. is business. It goes through highs and lows. And unlike where in in an instance where you're a salaried employee, Mm -hmm. uh, you've got to like foot the bill yourself. And so you have to be very comfortable and know that you will come through the other side. It is impossible to keep going, however, if you don't have that confidence. It's impossible to start if you don't think that you can do it or just realize what your strengths are. And so that's why I kind of started coached it and really like felt the way that I did and so passionately about it. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you also mentioned, right, you said having that confidence, seeing that you will come out the other side strong is very important. And you also mentioned earlier that you personally did not always have that confidence. So mm-hmm. how did you develop that? And if someone right now is listening, maybe also in a pivotal moment of their life, trying to start something, but 
little bit intimidated exactly like the conversation you have with this one uh, uh, young lady a uh, lady here mm-hmm. how would you suggest I forget I can't quote him directly and I even forget the author's name I think it's I know it's Michael um, but he's the author of case in point which anyone yes. who is going through and trying to get a job in consulting read it <laughs> um, but in some of the like first pages of the books he says something to the effect of like Harvard professors are not always right, but they're always sure, or they are always speaking with an air of confidence. That like makes all of the difference. But when you break that down, you see that all other people are just that. They're just other people. They're just other human beings. Some people just sound more confidently than others, but that doesn't mean that they know any more left than you. And it doesn't mean that you can't get there for yourself. And I think that just sort of like breaking down that wall and realizing like, oh no, I'm just as good as the next person. It, maybe they have a skill that I don't have, but I also have skills that are unique to me as well. And that the, there are areas that I as a human being shine in where maybe other people don't. And so just realizing that like, you just have to find whatever it is in you, whatever is your light, because um, it's not the same for everybody, but knowing that you have one, I think that's huge. Um, so that's one. Um, when I read that, I was like, holy crap. That's so-. <laughs> and then you start, li- and then no. And then after you hear that, start listening to the stuff people say, especially during like big presentations. Like, you know, sometimes it's really good, but a lot of times you'll hear people present things. And you're like, this is very simple. Very, very simple. I could have thought of this or this is something that I could research too. You'll start to like break that down. And it's so, I feel like that in and of itself gives you so much confidence, such a boost to just be like, they're just other people and I can do that too. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. I, I love, by the way, thank you for sharing that quote. So beautiful. And I, I do agree with you. When you humanize we all, all of us, you know, great mind or maybe sound, you know, like you have some part, area that you are not strong at as long as you realize you are just as good as the person next to you and even though there are pieces that you don't know but you knew that you can find out if you want to I think having that mentality would definitely make you feel like you know what Dan I am good yeah I I think people will always say like oh you're so smart I'm really not um it takes me so long to like math my best friend will tell you (laughs) like thank god for excel i can work a spreadsheet like no other um but i like suck at math for example and was able to go through and like get an a in a lot of like math courses and sure other people got a's but do you know how hard i had to work for that a you know how many like (laughs) like days Mm -hmm. i can't go out and it's okay that it takes you longer to do stuff. Mm-hmm. It's okay that it took you all day and you got a C plus. Mm-hmm. Was C plus the best you could do? Okay, then move on. And I think that like, if you give yourself that kind of leeway to know like, I tried, this mm-hmm. is maybe not my strength, but I'm really mm-hmm. good at other things. Mm-hmm. And also I tried and I got there for mm-hmm. some time. Makes oh. me so beautiful and this is completely you know side point when i was in business school and i took this class called decision modeling and if you don't know anything about decision modeling like i did i was terrified i was like i'm gonna fail this class so bad 
Yeah, I like <laughs> Let me tell you about this final. Like they gave this um the 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 question is okay. Yeah. Submit your answer within twenty four hours. And guess what? This this damn question take me eight to ten hours sitting my mm-hmm. butt on my chair to fix to figure it out. And I just remember that that day when I walked out of the exam center when I realized I passed. I'm not only yeah. passed. I even high passed. Well, in our business school, we have um anyways a different scaling system, but. I did not just do okay. I do actually great. I felt yeah. so amazing. And guys, just so you know, I hate modeling. I don't, that's just not yeah. my thing. And at the moment I realized I can do that class, even though I'm not the best at it, but I put so much time into this yeah. damn modeling. And end, <laughs> I actually passed. It's just, it's just like before every like assignment and exam, I have no idea what's most things happening. It's just so insane way to me but the fact that I passed that I just remember that moment yeah. it's like my huge confident boost realized Dan I got this I can model <laughs> give me this Dan optimization question I got an answer for you <laughs> yeah and like honestly it doesn't matter how long it takes you did you get there no okay. <laughs> it doesn't like I think people get bogged down to like oh so-and-so is better than me at this okay I, I love that, you know, Josephine, you you always have this grace for yourself. Do you? Because I think oftentimes people um, kind of stuck in their mind that, oh, I'm not as good as her or as she. Like we kind of compare us with others in our own mind. And that kind of becomes a big barrier. Oftentimes we kind of put ourselves down. But when I hear you talking, I thought you have just so much beautiful, you know, grace for yourself hey i'm not as great as her or him in this subject cool um like do you always have that like how do you advise for folks who are maybe trying to get better in this area no this sucked like honestly i was (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what happened when but i i know back in like grade school i thought i was like baby genius like i was scoring in like the 99th percentile for most things up until like sixth grade or like I think fifth grade was the last time that happened and then I was a mediocre test taker still to this day I am not a good standardized test taker and I don't know what in the world happened but that definitely took a huge hit and so you're really trying to work out of that and then when you're applying to things like I went to private high school so I'm private applying to high school applying to college and all of these different even grad school Mm -hmm. um you have to compare yourself in a way because you're thinking, okay, I have to get this school. This is the algorithm. And so Mm -hmm. comparison just is like the name of the game for so long. It's just what you, you do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's not, oh, I don't compare myself. Cause I think that as humans, in order to make sound decisions, you have to compare things or judge things. That's basically what judging is doing. You're comparing <laughs> and, you know, going <laughs> off of that, but I won't go off into a strategy tangent because it's very easy for me to go down a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> oh my God, you are so cute. Rabbit hole. Um, but it's really looking at, okay, so I can compare my odds and then let's go with what I know that I can get. And let's also shoot for the stars for some some things. And you'll be more surprised than you think at how many opportunities you land when you don't count yourself out. Um, but I think that a lot of times we do that is like, 
before anyone else can count us out because we are so used to comparing ourselves and saying, well, I'm not as good as so-and-so. We tell ourselves no before anybody else gets a chance. So yes. what's that going to do you? Like, let's mm-hmm. imagine you know. And then it's when you do get that no, what do you do with it? And like rejection, I don't like to, to be rejected. Like that hurts, you know, but you kind of learn from it and you take it as a learning experience rather than an L, rather than a loss. And I think that that is really what's transformative. So rather than thinking, mm-hmm. well, I didn't get into you know, whether it be a school, whether mm-hmm. you get a job, whether you got a bad grade on a presentation that you thought you rocked, look at the feedback and consider maybe why you didn't do as well as you wanted to or what opportunities you have to improve mm-hmm. and work on that if that's something that you want rather than just being like, oh, beating yourself down. Like all of that mm-hmm. is an opportunity to learn. If you're comparing yourself against somebody else, maybe there's, you know, a trait in them that you aspire to have, like maybe work on that rather than, oh, I wish I was more like this or like that. You're not going to be like that, like that other person because they're them, Mm -hmm. they're you. But if there's something that you want to learn, you can certainly do that. Mm -hmm. And if there's a place that you want to be, you can get there. But just look at the the difference between where you are now and how you Mm -hmm. develop. I love that, you know, Jocelyn, your... um... I, I love that you always have a growth mindset approaching things and you're always rational and logical to analyze the situation and kind of let the emotion, that emotional emotion aside and really, you know, see the situation the way it is and get better and learn from that. I love that you can always, you know, be kind of being rational in, in, in things. And I'm curious, you know, Joseph, you mentioned a couple of times that you are not good at math or you wasn't as smart as people think you are or, you know, in different things. And so what, what is, what made you so special? What is your light? How do you able to, you know, given that you said you are not naturally a good test taker, for example, and able to, you know, kind of have come around having that realization, seeing the world, what it really is and able to keep pushing. What is your special power? Um, I think persistence. Um, it's a hard question when. <laughs> this is something you ask someone after their second cup of coffee. <laughs> um, Ouch. But, but, uh, <laughs> persistence, uh, I think, is key. But Why? Do you always have that? Why? Yeah, I've always been pretty persistent. Um, Why? What are you trying? Why is that? I don't know. I think that's pretty innate. I think if someone challenges me mm-hmm. or it's not even external, like it's not external anymore. Um, I don't really think that like people say, oh, no, you can't do that anymore. But like as a kid, you grow up or and it's just kind of innate. You're like, oh, I can't do that. OK, watch. <laughs> do you always like that? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I, but I think that 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 helps. Um but sometimes you do you do doubt. Um, but I think that just my ability to kind of overcome that and that doesn't come easy. I think that obviously you go through tough situations, whether it be with family, skilled relationships, whatever. You mm-hmm. go through things and you realize, oh, I was okay at the end of it, and I did sort of succeed through <clears throat> whatever it is that I went through. That kind of 
invigorates me. And I take that as, you know, the fuel to my fire rather than always letting it get me down. Like obviously mm-hmm. situations can make you sad, but it can also be sort of something that you build off of and sort of. So that's, that's beautiful. So share with us, you know, I, you said that you also had a doubt, you know, from time to time and the ability to get up kind of fills your fire. So share with us, you know, when those moments happen, because inevitably we all have those doubting moments. And oftentimes it's kind of hard to see when, when, you know, I feel like for me, when I, you know, see someone like you are, you know, so high achiever, overcome to so many great things and doing so many incredible things, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to imagine you also have doubt just because you're so confident, you are so um, aligned with who you really are. I'm just curious about um, when the doubt moment happened, how would you handle that? And how would you advise for maybe listeners who are also in their journey and whether it's a self-doubt or doubting things around, how do you get past that and step into your light and continue to like you said you know pursue and go after that fire um well so for me the biggest thing that I fear I'll say is the unknown I like I black and white I'm not a gray type of girl (laughs) at all and so (laughs) when starting fireside and doing it full-time like going from having a very secure um, great job to, I'm going to go off and do this. And I don't know how much money I'm going to make and how things are going to happen, but I'm just going to do it. Um, I think really becoming comfortable with not having all the answers, but just knowing that it's going to be okay. You don't have to know how it's going to be okay. You just have to know that I like what I'm doing enough to weather the storm And then making sure that you prepare before you kind of embark on anything. Obviously, we can't prepare for every single thing. I can't even tell you the first day. So Coach did launches. um, It was great. And then within like less than 24 hours, there was an issue with one of my servers. And so I'm up at 4 a.m. in the morning, like trying to get my website up before people wake up and are trying to use it again because there is an issue. Like you can't prepare for stuff like that. I'm not an IT type of person, but you have to figure that stuff out very quickly. Mm -hmm. Just being okay with, you're not going to know everything, but you have to, you have to learn along the way. And it's fine that you don't have all the answers. And it's also fine that you run into issues because that's life and you will. Mm -hmm. As soon as you realize that and are prepared for like, well, some stuff just went wrong. Let's figure so, it out. <laughs> so I, I love that. So, Joseph, you sounds like you like to see everything. You like to know everything. You want to do research before you jump to the next thing. Yeah. Um, sounds like you're able to grow the, the, the coach it um, in a way that um, continue to serve people. But you start realizing you don't have capacity to do that while working a full-time job. And tell us a little bit about the the time when you decided maybe you wanted to focus on doing your own thing and yet there's so much unknown about you know like you said financial side or the business and everything whether you you know there's so much unknown you just can't possibly know everything how do you able to come peace with that decision and was it easy transition for you to from a full-time job where you're doing two passion projects to now become truly entrepreneur juggle everything while attending law school 
well, I can't speak to other people's situation, but it was not easy for me. <laughs> I like black and white. I like certainty. And I also like nice things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that is more. You have a, probably have a very nice lifestyle. Everything's perfect. Your parents love you. Everyone, your friends think you are great. You live in the dream, right? How do you able to walk away from that? Um, well, my parents love me and my friends love me, but I love myself way more. So, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> You know, if, I mean, it's great to get external validation, but at the end of the day, what good is that if you're still struggling internally with, I'm doing this stuff I don't like for other people, like people are going to get mad at you. They, you know, may or may not talk to you for whatever reason. So are you really going to sit at a job that you don't want to do because other people are going to be mad? They're going to be mad anyway. (laughs) Something is going to make somebody mad. (laughs) That's beautiful. I love that you said you you love yourself even more. I think it's sometimes it's difficult for us to say that. Especially I felt being a female, I felt it sounds horrible, self conceited. (laughs) What? It sounds horrible. People think it's conceited of you to say things like that. Yes, but I just think what you just said is beautiful. It's like mind blowing. I'm gonna start saying that more before I become one. Yeah, I love myself. That's great. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, you know, you have that self-confidence. You love yourself. You want to truly follow your heart. That's beautiful. Tell us a little bit about uncertainty. You are the certainty girl, right? You love nice things. You have a great job. You live a nice lifestyle. How do you able to walk away? Um, so we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> I don't know yes. more unknown than that. So I think that this was kind of perfect timing for me, just because it would have been much more difficult to walk away through um, a more stable time. Because I I was in a state of transition, like I am going to law school. So I have that. Um, I would there was I personally don't think there was any way I would have been let go of my previous job. So it was very I was in a comfortable position. But I knew, look, this is not what you want to be doing after you graduate from school. You want to be working with clients of your own. You're there's no way you're going to do that working for someone else, not getting the hands-on direct experience that you need in a full-time capacity to get you there. So it wasn't an easy decision at all. And I was very close with, you know, my former boss and the other individuals at that company. And so it wasn't just something that, Mm-hmm. I had to get over it, like personally, it was like, okay, now I have to tell these people like that I'm leaving. And I was so uncomfortable. Um, tell doing... us about it. Tell us about that time. I literally was like in tears on the phone. Like, obviously like you couldn't tell by like the way that I was talking, but I was just like, oh my God, I'm so <laughs> like nervous. Like literally as I was quitting, so nervous mm-hmm. um, just doing it, but you just have to, you have to pull the trigger And I don't think that people realize that there's never a time where you kind of feel a hundred percent prepared or a hundred percent like, yeah, I'm ready to do this. Unless you're like fully backed, like you have, you know, all the money in the world to start with where, you know, it's fine if, you know, whether I fail or not, I'm going to be good. I wasn't in that position though. And so I think that people think that there's this like magical time, like, oh, Mm -hmm. after I have kids or I can't Mm -hmm. do this, kids are grown or like whatever, until I graduate school, like whatever it is, it's not true. And if you wait, there's going to be another reason why tomorrow mm-hmm. is also not a good time. So just do it today. And tomorrow 
you can reap the reward of doing the work yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And I love what you said about, we always think this is perfect timing for, you know, when I quit, when I start my business, when I have a baby, when I retire, whatever that is. I love that you said you just, there's never be a perfect moment. Being an entrepreneur, you just have to jump in when you felt it's time. Just truly trust yourself. I, I think that's so beautiful. And um, how do you feel? You said you were terrified on the phone, right? And what happened? Do, do, do people, do you expect, do people around you, I guess, who you have to call, react the way how you expect it? And how's that make you feel? Um, so the people that I spoke to at work were um, disappointed that I was leaving, but they there was no issue. Um, yeah, I don't have any problem with with that. But I also think that it, it just kind of has grown over time. And I think that we get to this place in at like different points. So for me, I feel like going against the grain started when I was getting a master's in public health rather than going to medical school. And so I've been doing that kind of like whatever for years now. So when I quit this, the last thing I was really worried about was like, other people's concerns. It was like, how am I going to make money so I can be comfortable (laughs) and not be worried and stressed out because that's no fun, especially while I'm also in school and need to perform. Mm -hmm. So that was my focus when I transitioned here. But if I look back when I decided to go get my MPH and then persisted to not go on to medical school, that's really when the whole, what are people going to think, um, was very like prevalent and very much a presence in my life. And at some point you just get used to people doubting you. Like that's awesome. Um, I mean, everyone's going to doubt you. And then even if they don't doubt you, some people aren't going to be as supportive as you would like for them to be. And it could mm-hmm. be because maybe they don't understand what you're doing. Maybe they don't like you, or maybe it's such a great idea that they're intimidated and it's kind of like a crab mm-hmm. situation where they don't want you to succeed, but, whatever it may be, you'll have the great people in your corner who are supporting you. And then you'll have people who don't drown out the noise and get stuff done. I love that. I love being able to see this so clearly. Are you okay with people don't like you? Yeah. People don't like Jesus. So they definitely aren't going to all like me. (laughs) Yes. That makes sense. I love that. I think I just love you have such a full confidence and the full love that you have for yourself. And therefore you can able to kind of filter out the noise around you and really focus on who you are and what you really want. I love that. Um, so back to the situation, right? You're talking about you gave, um, you prior um, employee a call, tell them that you about to quit. You said that actually wasn't hard. You wasn't really care about what people think they were disappointed, but it's all good. And other side, you mentioned about financially, right? Mm-hmm. How were you able to kind of figure it out, like to make it work, support, you know, obviously right now in full-time school while, you know, financially, like, is that a difficult, what, what did you do? Did you do a research or how do you sort of prepare that mentally? So, you know, maybe someone today are listening or in a similar situation when he or she also you know, working while doing the passion project on the side and thinking about when is the right moment to um, really step in in the full-time capacity. Love Mm -hmm. to hear your thoughts. So 
for me, like I said, I'm a planner and I have a budget. I have an Excel spreadsheet for pretty much every part of life just because I'm a nerd and I enjoy doing that. Um, Those nerd camps really (laughs) pay off. Yeah, this is data to dashboards one week at Boston University. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you to them. They got me my first job out of school. Um, But um, being able to just understand where I was financially and like how long I could last and be comfortable with, all right, like I'm going to really have to, I've always budgeted, but like really have to go back to like the basics and getting comfortable with that um, was one But two, I watch like a lot of different movies um, over the course of life. And I promise this is going somewhere. But you'll see like celebrities or people that you admire talk about like their stories of success. And you'll hear these people talking about how they lived in their car, how they couch surfed and all of this stuff just to go and like make it in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I don't know the percentage of success for being an actor but I know it's very low mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's just to land like a role as an extra and get paid a couple hundred dollars. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. you're leaving your job, you're driving across the country to go to like California or New York or wherever it is that people go to go for state acting or modeling or come. Mm-hmm. People are doing that. What I'm doing is a lot less risky. I know exactly what it is that I'm doing. I'm not moving across the country. I've been fortunate enough um, to have a savings, but a lot of people are successful and don't have mm-hmm. a little a little bit of a nest egg put away. But I think I took a step back and was like, would I sleep in a car for this? And I was like, oh, well, no, but <laughs> I would be comfortable foregoing some things that I enjoy now. Mm-hmm. And I had the comfort of knowing that if I hustle my butt off, given what I do at work for other people, I can do the same thing for myself. Why not do that? Mm -hmm. And the longer I delay that, it's not going to get any easier just because, you know, say you have greater savings. Great. You have greater savings. Well, there's also inflation. There's also more competitors in the market now because you waited and now you still have to start from ground zero. Mm -hmm. So that for me was just like, mm -hmm. all right, Let's go. Let's do it. Oh my God, Jocelyn, you are just so adorable. I love those nerdy spreadsheets that you had. <laughs> and I love that, you know, when facing fear, you're able to really looking at it from so many lenses, you know, one, analytically, looking at numbers and do your research, understanding and be comfortable with, you know, the decision and make an informed decision as one. And secondly, able to look at people that you aspired and compare to their situation, look at the motivate yourself, say, hey, they are doing that. Well, I'm not there. I'm, you know, compared to their situation, you are not as, you know, as dramatic or as big, bad it is. Therefore, it felt so much comfort by, you know, saying, oh, I'm not sleeping on my car. So it's all good. Like, I love that you kind of motivate yourself from, like, multiple different angles and really felt comfortable come with the conclusion that, you know what, I'm doing this. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Um, motivation is key. Sometimes you just got to put on a good song and get, get to pumping. <laughs> um, I love that. So how do you feel? Quit the job? Um, is it everything you wanted it? Is it easy? Is it like once everything, once you actually quit your job and able to focus on um, all the great things that you do, was it how you feel? Well, you asked if it's easy. It's not easy. Like nothing worth having 
is easy. Yes, I love that thing. Yeah, and I don't know whose quote that is, but it it is so true. Like, it's not going to be easy, but I mean, I feel like I have Google <laughs> at my disposal yes. for research when I don't know. I have a network of people, and I think that despite the fact that I don't know you know, everything that lies ahead or you can never be sort of ready for every single circumstance that comes your mm-hmm. way. Um, there was so much freedom and just like a weight lifted off of my shoulders, like that last Friday. And I can tell you, I was nervous because I was like, well, that was, that was my last paycheck from somebody else. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess that's it. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's still just like, despite that. And I feel like my closest friends will definitely understand like how much that hit me because <laughs> they know how I am with that. Um, but despite that, I felt so free and just, just good. And I had no clue exactly all the steps to take. Like you can project plan all you want. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that will prepare you for everything. But if you feel mm-hmm. good about it, I feel like you, you're halfway there. Do you always And know I, you want freedom? Or that just come? I, I think that's an interesting question. I think we all want freedom. Um, I think that it takes a bit longer to realize what freedom is for you. What is it so, for you? doing whatever I want and being able to help people in a way that makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, not having to deal with red mm-hmm. tape that doesn't make any sense. Like I'm all down for following leaders of an organization, doing the hard work. I will do like any work regardless of my title, but really being able to do good things and mm-hmm. not like, I don't know. The thing that frustrates me the most is when people let like your ego get in the pro- in the way of the productivity of like a company or whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that freedom for me is just being able to like actually go out and like do things to help people, not have to deal with like some mm-hmm. of the BS. <laughs> if I can say yes. that, mm-hmm. comes with like sometimes working for other companies, and now I can sort of build a culture, a company that. Really works for me, and hopefully works for the other people that I bring on board. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful, and congratulations, Jocelyn! I, I just so proud of you. I love to see you step into your light with full, full courage, and I just love that you have such a beautiful dedication to um, serving the world, make the world a better place. I love that. And today, you know, as a consultant, right, you work with so many businesses, so many. Individuals and um, multiple different stage of relate their enterprise. I'm curious um, for anyone who's listening, maybe want to start a business today or tomorrow. Now you come this far, right? What advice you would tell them? Sort of, you know, if you're thinking back in your year, you know, 14 or 20 years before, would you do anything differently? Is there anything you wish you knew when you first start、um, your your entrepreneur journey? And what would you say to The younger、uh, folks. Um, I think if I were to say anything, it would just be to keep going. Honestly, to know that 
confidence is really something that comes from within inside yourself and that you're never really going to build that by being dependent on other people. And I don't say that in kind of like a, a snappy or a snarky way, but I think mm-hmm. that a lot of times we wait for external validation for our ideas or our companies or for whatever. But a lot of the times you're not going to find that. Sometimes you will and sometimes you won't. But being able to be persistent, pivot mm-hmm. when you need to. I mean, obviously do your research and change courses. Um, that's something that you need to do. But changing course doesn't necessarily mean changing your vision. It just means changing how you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the advice I would give is just be persistent, be mm-hmm. in the way that you approach your goals and just know that you'll be okay. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jocelyn, for being here today. Your story is so inspiring. I love I love your hustle. I love you have beautiful heart to serve the world in a, such a beautiful capacity. I could not wait to see the incredible future you built for yourself, your clients, the employee around you, all everyone. So thank you for being here. This is such a beautiful journey. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the show for today. I love it so much and I hope you enjoyed as well. Have a beautiful day and I cannot wait to see you next time. I hope you enjoyed the show and find the inspiration for you to go after your dream, your goal. Uh, don't forget to check out the free goal journals in the link below so you can really have the right plans in the right place to help you go after what you really want.